Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And I can't wait to talk to you guys. This is Raw Thoughts for March 1st, 2021. And I know that Every other podcast that you're listening to, every time you open up a website, all of that is wanting to talk Bobby Lashley was named, or I guess, won the championship last night. I debated on whether or not I wanted to talk about that first or not. Um, I decided no. Everyone else is talking about that. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to talk about it. I am. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. But what I want to start off with is the storyline that is most intriguing to me. Because starting, well, before Christmas um, at TLC, I didn't know where they were going with the storyline. And I said to a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of places, I don't think they know where they're going with this storyline. Do I think they know where they're going now? Um, no, I don't. But it is very interesting to me to watch it play out. I think, or I hope, in the end of this, that it becomes one of the storylines we will remember. Will we remember Bobby Lashley winning the championship on Raw last night? Yes. If you are a Bobby Lashley fan, or if they have an outstanding WrestleMania 37, it looks like it's going to be Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, or... Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I don't think they want to pay the money to have Brock Lesnar come back yet, though. But I think the storyline that we're going to remember, the storyline that we're going to see in documentaries, the storyline that we're going to see in future Peacock, I guess, documentaries, is going to be the Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, and Alexa Bliss storyline. I really do. 
Um, I think the storyline has been intriguing with a lot of twists and turns that people haven't expected. I think, yes, there have been weeks that it has been horrendous and we have been going, what? And then I think there are weeks that I have been like, oh, oh, where are they going with this? And I've been really, really interested in it. We all know that Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt have a history together with the Wyatt family. And I believe it was 2017. Their feud and their WrestleMania match ended up being one of the worst uh, WrestleMania matches, you know, in the last five, ten years. Um, the cockroaches, maggots, worms being sh- shown on the screen or on the mat were just stupid. I'm hoping this storyline, however, turns out way better. I have enjoyed um, the last month of Alexa Bliss, six weeks of Alexa Bliss. I think she's a very good actress. Um, she may be a better actress than she is a wrestler. I don't know. But, I love the whole black liquid, black goo, whatever you guys want to call it, stuff that they're doing now. We saw that happen to Alexa. She was sitting on the ring post. She had the black goo, liquid, whatever you want to say, come out of her mouth. Then we saw changes in her. Changes in her eyes and her demeanor. Even her, how she worded things with her sentence structure. Then, last week, we saw her sitting in the middle of a star. Now, I want to educate some of you guys. That's a star. That's not a pentagram. Okay? Um, A pentagram is an upside down star where the two points of the star look like goat horns the two points of the star that come out the side are supposed to be the goat's ears or the tufts that you see and then the one point at the very bottom is supposed to be the goat's chin It's very obvious that both times that they have shown this, it is a star she is sitting in the middle of. It is drawn like a pentagram, but how she is facing the camera, it's a star. And if you paid attention last night when she was holding the jack-in-box, it had the star on the front of it. Now, I don't know who made sure of that. Um, I don't know whether it was Alexa Bliss. I don't know whether it was someone at WWE or someone at the USA Network. But someone has made sure that they can say that's a star. In your mind, you may think devil pentagram, oh my. Um, the pentagram from, I have a history degree, so that's the reason why I'm going on about this, um, is not purely a satanic symbol, it's a pagan symbol, and you guys need to do some research. 
But anyway, um, I like how they're using that to trigger people. Because we saw last week when she was in the star and talking, Randy Orton had an issue. Started coughing, started choking, spitting out the black liquid, black goo, whatever you guys want to call it. So this week, last night, Kayla Braxton has Randy Orton backstage and she's asking him, you know, how are you feeling? You know, how have you been? And he says, you know, I, I'm fine. I can't concentrate. I can't sleep. I can't do my matches. And he uh, blames Alexa Bliss. And he says that she's not going to stop him. And she, he then suggests she move on with her life or she's going to end up like Bray Wyatt. Like the Fiend. He is going to put her in the middle of the ring and set her on fire. Randy Orton has had enough. And you could see it last night. He was... I'm done with this. I'm tired of her. Well, the camera then switches, and of course, he sees the TV screen light up, the lights flicker, and we see Alexa Bliss in the center of the star with the Jack and Box, and she has her evil look on. The lights flicker again, and we see a hooded figure walking kind of what appears to be down the hallway. I wasn't 100% sure who it was. I knew it wasn't Bray Wyatt. Definitely wasn't built like Bray Wyatt. When we see the hood removed, it's Randy Orton. So we have real Randy Orton standing beside of Kayla Braxton and evil demonic uh, Randy Orton on the TV screen that won't look all the way up, but we can see a little bit of his eyes, which are darker, they're glistening, they're um, appearing to be changed, I guess, uh, that he is not the Randy Orton, and it's not his voice, it's a, a voice that is a lot deeper than Randy Orton's normal voice, and he says, Randy, this doesn't end on your terms. Soon you will come face to face with everything you've ever done. And we see a look on real Randy Orton's face that shows that he's intrigued with this too. And he is thinking. I'm sure, of everything that he's done. And knowing Randy, it's winning the World Championship 14 times. But uh, 
we all know that Randy Orton has done some despicable things in his life. And then we see him, again, start coughing, start choking, start grabbing at his chest. We do not see Black Goo this time, but he quickly leaves like he did last week. Now, everything that we know about The Fiend and everything that we know about Randy Orton Bray Wyatt, where could they be going with this? Where I hope they're going is what they tried to pull off last year. Um, in WrestleMania 36, they tried to pull off John Cena and Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse match, that no one on first-time viewing really got. I didn't really get it. Um, I was expecting a match. And then realized quickly, oh, we're not, we're not really getting that. Um, we're getting, going back in John Cena's life to everything that he had ever done. Which is what they said to Randy Orton. So, are we going to get a match? Soon. I don't think it'll be at Fastlane. But... At WrestleMania. Or maybe after. I don't know. I figure Vince will pull the trigger at WrestleMania 37 in Tampa. Uh, he's got two nights to fill. So I really think we see it there. But I think it will be taking us through the history of Randy Orton. And the mistakes he made. Twists and turns. He could have done something different. Either with his life or with his career. And I think, of course, it eventually gets to that Wyatt family moment where he finally gets the keys, goes to the Wyatt family compound, and burns it down. Um, and then it goes to their match. When do we see The Fiend come back? I think that's what everybody has been waiting on. I mean, we're looking, today is March 2nd. He got burned up in December. This is the kind of long-term storytelling that WWE used to do. The episodic telling of stories that take 10-15 minutes out of each show and string you along for three to six months. This is what they used to do. These are the stories that we remember from our childhood or from us growing up. I think we don't remember it that way because we strung it together and it's now one memory. We don't realize that it was over 15 or 20 shows. But when you go back, if you go back on the WWE Network and you watch um, 2000s, uh, 1998, 1995, you have to watch a good three months of shows to get a whole storyline that The Undertaker's doing. It's not a month long. It's not, um, well, we're starting something, it's the beginning of the month, and it'll be finished by the pay-per-view. 
and then we'll start a new story and we'll finish it at the pay-per-view. And you have 12 different stories a year. That's not how it worked. The Undertaker, the reason why you can recall two, three, maybe four stories that were big in certain years with like The Undertaker or with Randy Orton or whatever is because that's all they had for that year. And so I have been saying, hey, have some of these short-term performers where they're having a different storyline every month or two, but we need some of these long-term. I wish they would have chosen to do Sasha Banks, Bailey long-term instead of getting it over in six weeks. It just, it was a letdown. So I think we're doing this story right. And like I said, I think this is a story that's going to be told in future documentaries, in, you know, when you talk about Randy Orton's career, I think this is going to be a huge chunk of this. Was he fighting Drew McIntyre at the same time? Yes. Was he still running for the world championship? Yes. Was he still, you know, in the elimination chamber match? Yes. But that's the thing. This story has always been in the background, and we've been wondering, how is it going to affect Randy Orton's trying to get to the world championship? So, that's where we stand with this on Raw from last night. Now, let's take a little bit of a break, and let's come back to another story. Hey, and I'm back. Let's talk about the storyline that everybody wants to talk about, though, from last night. Is Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship after 17 years in wrestling? And he finally gets to stand on that second ring rope and hold up the championship. And a lot of people were calling this. They were saying, hey, it's gonna happen on Raw. And... If you listen to uh, my week in review and then my preview for this coming week in WWE, I was totally wrong. I thought that somehow Miz would wiggle out of this and we would see this match at Fastlane. I really did. And so it did shock me that this actually happened. Now... With Raw immediately starting out, Drew McIntyre coming down to the ring, and Miz and Morrison walking out and trying to get Drew McIntyre on their side to help them with some dirty work. After Miz has gotten Bobby Lashley to do dirty work on Drew so that he can win the championship. Um, Bobby Lashley and MVP come out and are like, no, 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 we're not playing this game, uh, we're not interested in it, and Drew McIntyre set the record straight, which I was very thankful for. Um, he said, MVP, you talked to me last year, before you even got Bobby Lashley under, or in your stable. And I said, no, I want to do this my way, by myself. So I'm not interested in doing any deals 
with Ms. or Morrison, for that matter. And basically, he told them to get out of his ring because he was taken on Sheamus, which ended up being a pretty good match. Um, I didn't like how long it was. It went through two commercials, which I was shocked that they gave him that much time. But these two, I seriously thought that they would end this either at Fastlane or they would have ended it last week. So, I don't know. I was a little confused on why, I guess, they were blowing off this feud last night of all nights. Um, I feel like it was overlooked by a lot of people since it was the first match. Yes, they allowed it to go longer, but I think that just got on people's nerves because people were wanting to pick up on storylines like the Bobby Lashley one, not see the McIntyre-Sheamus feud kind of end last night with both of them, you know, respecting each other and Drew McIntyre avoiding the bro kick and hitting the Claymore. Now, Bobby Lashley and MVP gave the Miz till 9 o'clock. And we see that at 9 o'clock, Bobby Lashley, MVP, head out to the ring. And Bobby Lashley is waiting for him. Of course, we see the Miz holding his stomach and having stomach issues, stomach cramps, all of that. Uh, doubled over with Morrison asking what's going on and Bobby Lashley and MVP just shaking their heads. Then, of course, you see Adam Pierce come and ask Miz, what's wrong? Why are you not out there? Miz, of course, gives him the whole stomach ache issues and all of that. I thought they were going to go the way of COVID. I don't know. I hate I hate to say that, but I really did. I thought we've got approximately two weeks until Fastlane. COVID takes about two weeks to get over. And I thought they were going to have him go get checked. He was going to end up with COVID. He wasn't going to be able to defend his title. Therefore... You know, we're going to put it off to Fastlane. They didn't. Uh, They kept with the stomach issues. No coffee, no sense of smell being lost or anything like that. And we see Bobby Lashley just lose his mind, get frustrated. He runs to the back. Where he basically proceeds to choke Miz. And Adam Pearce says, all right, all right, all right. Let's make it 10 o'clock. Miz, you better get straightened up. You better, you know, get after this, blah, 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 blah. So, we then come to the 10 o'clock hour. Well, Miz, being typical Miz, wants to... Pull a switch. At least this time he is dressed. And comes out to the ring and wants to make a deal with Bobby Lashley, MVP. 
He knows that, you know, MVP is the deal maker. And so, hey, why not try to get MVP to make us a deal? And I think had I been Bobby Lashley, I don't know. I I would have at least thought about the deal. Because the deal was, Bobby Lashley is such a great wrestler, he doesn't need to win the belt on Raw. He needs to win it at WrestleMania. Now, of course, this is Miz's way of getting to WrestleMania and getting to defend his belt against Bobby Lashley in the main event. But also... You know, it had to be a big deal for Bobby Lashley to at least think about. I know I'm going to win this. So I, at that moment, thought MVP's going to strike a deal again for Bobby Lashley to win this at a pay-per-view. Because Fastlane is not that big of a deal. And I know that's what you guys are saying, is why Sam making this a big deal, I'm going to turn her off. No. The reason why I'm making this a big deal is, remember, Fastlane is the first pay-per-view that's going to be on the WWE Network and Peacock at the same time. So if you're already a Peacock subscriber, you'll be getting that. And if you're a WWE Network, that's the last pay-per-view before they hit the button and end the WWE Network. So I think you're going to have a lot of different eyes on that. And so I would have liked Bobby Lashley to win it there. However, you see that they're like, no, we're doing this match tonight. Now. So fine, you know, we're going to ring the bell. Well, they ring the bell, and Miz does what a smart champion allows them to do. We saw Bailey do it on SmackDown, um, you know, four months ago, three months ago. Why are we shocked that Miz also thought of this? He is a smart champion. Bell rings, boom, goes gets the belt, takes off, runs to the back, Ref counts to 10, disqualification, Bobby Lashley wins, but Miz keeps the belt. Bobby Lashley loses his mind. Don't blame him, but he should have known that's going to happen. You should have got him in a no disqualification match. Well... Then, we see Shane. Shane McMahon is there, upset. He can't believe Mrs. pulled this, and I'm thinking, Shane, you've been in this business since you were born. Are you joking? And he is talking about stripping Miz of the belt, and if he does, should he give it to Bobby Lashley? And I'm thinking, well, why would you give it to Bobby Lashley? 
he hasn't did, done anything to deserve that. Why Why are we giving it to Bobby Lashley? Why wouldn't we have a tournament? So immediately, I'm wanting to throw a fit. But instead, he tells Adam Pierce and the TV audience, Miz better get back here. We're going to have another match. If he doesn't get in the match, I'm stripping him of the title. I'm giving it to Bobby Lashley. It's going to be done. So at the end of the show, we see them both come back out. We see Shane come out. And he says, can't believe you did that, Miz. So I have made a stipulation for this match, and I thought it was going to be no disqualification. No. He makes it a lumberjack match. And we see half the roster come out. I'm shocked Miz didn't think of, well, alright, I'm going to the Hurt Business, his friends, I'm going to let them beat the crap out of me. I'm going to go over to Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. I'm going to haul off and hit them once the bell rings. And I'm going to have them beat the crap out of me. And I'm going to take my beating, but the ref's going to count to ten. And I'm going to get disqualified again. And it's going to be his friend's fault. But no, uh, we have Miz get out of the ring twice, maybe three times. He gets thrown back in the ring. And eventually, he gets put in the Hurt Lock, where Bobby Lashley wins the championship. I am happy for Bobby Lashley. I think he did better work in TNA. I think they allowed him to grow. And with him coming back the second run at WWE, it has been better. I know you guys are going to bring up the Lana wedding thing. Yeah, um, that was just a horror show and a a ratings grab at the 10 o'clock hour. But, you know, it's WWE. However, after 17 years, he does get the belt. And I hope that he does wonderful things with it. But I hope he doesn't keep it long. I hope at SummerSlam... We have a new powerhouse that somehow comes and gets the belt. Or, I would love for Drew McIntyre to get it back in front of fans. I think he deserves that. And so, I personally would like to see that. So, let's take our last break and then let's talk about the rest of the show. And let's talk about... Oscar. Hey everybody, we're back. Let's talk Charlotte Flair. But more importantly, let's talk Oscar. I love Oscar. I have loved Oscar since COVID happened. Um, I think Oscar really saved 
WWE a lot when COVID first started. She agreed to be on Raw. She agreed to be on SmackDown. She agreed to go to NXT. She agreed to dance. She created her own dance. She yelled at people in Japanese. She made fun of people in Japanese. She even got up on the announcer's table and danced. Love Asuka. She showed everybody, including Bailey and Sasha and Randy Orton, how you have to do things in the COVID era and how you can't play to fans when you don't have any. So you got to make your own way about it. I hate it, though, that last week and they actually showed it last night. I talked about it. If you listen to the review and the preview at the beginning of the week, Oscar getting her tooth kicked out of her head by Shayna Baszler. And they talk about last night how she now has a concussion. They don't know how long she's going to be out. They were being serious about that on TV. If you guys listen to to, uh, Dave Metzler or you read any of the internet sites or anything like that, then you know she has been put into concussion protocol. She has to pass her baseline test, in order to get cleared. She's not medically cleared at this time. Matter of fact, some people that are close to her have said she wasn't feeling very well last week at all. And I totally get why. So what better way than last week we ended the Ric Flair, Lacey Evans, we booted them out the door, told Ric Flair to go on home, and now we have Charlotte. Because anytime anything possibly goes wrong on the women's side of things, Vince McMahon automatically, boom, turns to Charlotte Flair. So he's got his WWE Women's Raw Champion with a tooth knocked out of her head, a concussion, WrestleMania is coming up in six weeks, 40 days. He doesn't know what to do, so he throws Charlotte Flair back into the title picture. Sends Charlotte Flair out last night to make a decree, basically, that she came back only to be Asuka's tag team partner because she respects her so much. They win the tag team belts. Of course, they lose them. And now she wants Asuka's championship. And I was like, Vince McMahon, you did not. Because I thought, poor Oscar, She got literally stuff knocked out of her. Last week with Shayna Baszler, she has a concussion, her head hurts, and now you want to take her championship away for Charlotte Flair's 25th championship run. No, please don't do that. But yes, that is exactly what is happening because we have Charlotte Flair now wanting to step up, take on Asuka. Is that going to be a fast lane match or is that going to be WrestleMania? Bianca Belair has already made her decision. It's Sasha Banks. So what are they going to do with the Raw champion at WrestleMania or even at Fastlane. Because remember, at Fastlane, they had already announced the match 
It was supposed to be Lacey Evans versus Asuka at Fastlane. So, do they replace her with Charlotte Flair? Now, what I thought was funny was, if you guys watched um, Twitter last night, Peyton Royce's mom actually tagged and tweeted at WWE and Charlotte Flair and said... Charlotte Flair doesn't really need the belt anymore, that they need to give some more people opportunities. And I thought that was hilarious. Uh, because we all know back in the summer, at the company meeting, Vince McMahon named Bailey, Bianca Belair, and Peyton Royce as the three women he wanted to see pushed. Well, Immediately after, the Iconics broke up. And we have yet to see that Peyton Royce push. We saw Bailey pushed in the fall. We have saw um, Bianca Belair now pushed in the winter. Is it Peyton Royce's time? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that that necessarily needs to happen. However, I do think we see... Charlotte Flair get the belt at one of the next pay-per-views. Whether it's at Fastlane, whether it's at WrestleMania, I don't know. But they announced last week, also when all of this went down, Rhea Ripley is coming to Raw. And Rhea Ripley has a score to settle with Charlotte from last year's WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley won that match last WrestleMania, and should have, um, never should have lost her belt to Charlotte, at all, she out-wrestled her, that would have been an outstanding rocket that you could have put on that 24-year-old, they need to strap a rocket to her now that she's coming to Raw, and what better way to do that than for her to get back at Charlotte Flair by taking her, her belt her raw belt. I think it would be absolutely awesome. Now, I told you guys in, you know, the previews and reviews uh, episode of WWE, I asked, I begged, would somebody please get Retribution off my TV? Well, it didn't happen. They took one Riddle and Lucha House Party and, of course, couldn't win. Ali goes ballistic and immediately jumps in the ring, and as Riddle is walking up the ramp, challenges Riddle to a match. And Riddle, being Riddle, he doesn't care. But the thing is, Ali beats him. Well, that's definitely not what I wanted to see. Because I think had... Riddle beaten him. I think Retribution would have been off my TV because I think his followers would not have believed in him anymore. Retribution would have went away. Ali would have went back to 205 and we're done. But by him beating Riddle, now he wants to jump into the United States Championship title match. I can tell you that right now. And Retribution, he now has something to say to them you need to follow me I have the answers 
oh, I didn't want to see that. Just didn't didn't want to see that. I I hate that that absolutely happened whatsoever. Can't stand that it did. We also had um, Naomi and Lot uh, come out. They took on. Well, I shouldn't say they. Naomi took on the other half of Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Nia Jax made Naomi look absolutely awful. Um, she looked like a jobber. And if you were trying to jumpstart Naomi and Lana as a tag team, like they have been on social media, by having Nia Jax beat her that soundly, you did nothing for them. Then, you know, later in the night, they had Shayna Baszler take on Charlotte Flair, and they have the absolute, the absolute opposite. They want to show that Charlotte Flair is a monster, so they have Charlotte Flair beat Shayna Baszler, who Asuka couldn't beat last week. So, just... They're destroying the women's division, and they don't even know it, is how I feel about it. Now, let's talk Bad Bunny, Braun Strowman, real quick before we finish up here. Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, 24-7 championship, eh... I guess I'm okay. Why are Drew Gulak and and R Truth and Tawazala and all of them? Why are they not running after him? I know Damian Priest is there to knock them out, but I don't understand why they're not ganging up on him. He is not that big of a monster or a badass. He got beat in NXT. So, if NXT people can beat him, you should be able to. Supposedly, they're setting Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, up for a tag team match at WrestleMania with Miz and Morrison. I don't know that you can do that now without Miz and Morrison beating them. And that's not what Vince McMahon wants. How can you have Bad Bunny beating... Your world champion. Doesn't make any sense. Having Damian Priest take on Elias and Jackson Riker with Bad Bunny in his corner, perfect. Have at it. Have Bad Bunny beat up on Jackson Riker. Have Bad Bunny beat up on Elias. No one cares. Fine. But don't have them at WrestleMania, you know, Beating up on your former world champion. Braun Strowman. Didn't understand this. At all. Braun Strowman comes out and says. WWE management is out to get him. Is against him. Well duh. It took you this long to figure that out Braun Strowman. So. They're actually taking a reality based story and putting it in the wrestling bubble because I believe Braun Strowman at one point probably did think that he was getting screwed 
left, right, and sideways, out of belts, out of opportunities. He was getting pushes, and then they would just all of a sudden stop. So, I don't blame him. But, to have Adam Pierce, Shane McMahon, to come out, tell him he has a conflict resolution issue, and that Shane has been taking a class on it and is learning how to do it, and what he has learned is that Adam Pierce and Braun Strowman need to work together. Great. So he's going to put them as a tag team. What? When are we going to get it through to the McMahons? Adam Pierce is not a main roster wrestler. Yes, you have thrust him into a TV role on an on-screen TV role, he's been doing excellent at it. Doesn't necessarily mean that he needs to be in the ring. Leave him out of the ring. You have 50 wrestlers in the back that are dying to get in that ring. Adam Pierce is not one of them. And for Shane McMahon to hand out a title, tag team title, championship, opportunity to them is a slap in the face to the New Day, to Retribution, to whatever two people that they can throw together to form a tag team like Damian Priest, Bad Bunny, Miz, and Morrison. Um, I would love to see John Morrison go on a singles run. Anyway, did anyone think that Braun Strowman and Adam Pearce were going to win those belts? Braun Strowman destroyed the Hurt Business, both Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. He should. He's a hundred times better than them. But for him to have to tag Adam Pearce in and then Adam Pearce to take the loss was stupid. Just pure stupidity. We knew they weren't going to win. We knew Adam Pierce was going to take the loss. Adam Pierce isn't a wrestler, shouldn't be in the wrestling ring. Braun Strowman deserves better. That's basically the whole point there. Now, raw ratings come in, they're at 1.8. Well, that's around about where they were last week. The thing that's got WWE excited, though, is the fact that in the demographic that they have been wanting, the 18 to 49 and the 12 to 18, they doubled guys. And that's what they want. They want a younger viewer that is in the male market. And they got that. Now, whether they got that because of Bobby Lashley winning the championship whether they got that because of Bad Bunny, whether they got that because of the Randy Orton crazy storyline, uh, maybe they got it because of Lucha House Party with Riddle. I don't know. But all Vince McMahon sees is, hey, we kept the same viewership, but we gained young males. And that's what they're wanting. So he thinks... What they did last night was wonderful. 
So see if it is not repeated. If they don't have an ongoing storyline that starts, goes through all three hours, and that they don't have Drew McIntyre going after Bobby Lashley on next week's Raw. We'll also need to see if they don't try to do that some with SmackDown this week. So that's my Raw thoughts for last night, March 1st, 2021 um, episode. I... I thought it was a pretty good show. It wasn't, it really wasn't that bad. And so I, you know, like I said, I was intrigued with the Randy Orton thing. I loved Bobby Lashley winning the championship, even though it killed me that Miz uh, didn't string this out a little bit longer. But I think Fastlane is not coming together and we don't see it very clearly. And I don't know why. And we definitely don't see WrestleMania very clearly. So, as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, problems, or protests, write me at prowrestlingot at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter. It's ProOvertime with two O's. ProOvertime on Twitter. And kind of... Tell me what you're thinking about Raw. Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Is it staying the same? How is it going? And I will be back very soon with any news updates that we have for Tuesday. And you'll be getting the Impact Wrestling episode coming up. I will talk to you soon and see you down the road. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, click or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.